Um, uh, I just want to share a testimony like I shared, okay, um, with the, uh, the first group this morning. Um, especially it's connected to that last song we sang. And um, the, the, the song talks about blessing uh, uh, the generations, our generations, and, uh, blessing our children, blessing our children's children. And, um, you know, uh, I thank God that I can stand before you this morning and I can testify that, God, uh, the, that, that promise from God is true. Uh, I just uh, mentioned a, a story about um, my wife. My wife's uh, uh, father died when she was one years of age. And he, he was an evangelist in the church. But uh, after he, he, uh, he died, um, unfortunately, uh, her mother uh, drifted away from the Lord, married an unsaved man, and um, so my wife was never brought up uh, uh, in the church. In October, November, we were back in the UK uh, for my brother-in-law's funeral, and we went to visit my wife's uh, brother, who is now in his 80s, and he started talking about his dad. He is not following the Lord, but he started talking about his dad. And he's, the most vivid memory he had of his dad was uh, standing outside his dad's bedroom door while his dad was praying and hearing his dad pray for his children and to pray for his children's children. <laughs> and so he, he related that story to us. And, you know, so that, that is important. My wife subsequently came to know the Lord. Um, although she was not brought up, uh, and she became, you know, an answer to her father's prayer. Mm -hmm. Her father had died when he was, she was one years of age. Her mother had drifted away from the Lord. But at 15, my wife went to a Billy Graham crusade and gave her heart to the Lord. God answers prayer. But not only that, we can now say that we have two sons who are now involved in ministry. So the prayer of my wife's dad back in the 1940s, listened to by her brother that God would bless his children and his children's children is now a reality. Isn't that wonderful? I think that ought to encourage you that uh, no matter what you, you may be seeing, uh, uh, maybe in your own families today, and, but you are praying for your families, God is faithful to the prayers of his people. Amen. We could say, I could say the same from, uh, uh, on my side of the family. My mother uh, uh, followed the Lord. My, my dad didn't. And I was brought up in the church and my mother would pray for us and we would pray and, and, and pray for her children and pray for her children's children. And, and you know, um, it's wonderful when I think about it, okay, um, you know, our two boys, as I've already said, are serving the Lord. My sister's two boys are elders in the church in the UK. I want to tell you, God is faithful. And so when we sang that song this morning, 
It's, yes, it's nice, and, and sometimes it can be, be, be sort of sentimental, but I want to tell you, it speaks of the faithfulness of God, and we can put our faith, and we can put our trust in God. Amen? That's, a, uh, that's my testimony this morning. Anyway, we're going to sh share from the Word of God this morning, and um, I want to uh, share something. If you can put that, uh, let me put this, because... They're now giving me something here so that I don't, I don't have to look up there, okay? There's a little bit of a delay in what I can see here, okay. Um, okay. I want to talk about a song of hope and a song of expectation, okay? Um, it says in Isaiah 51, 11, And the ransom redeemed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, Everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Amen. That is a song of hope and it's a song of expectation. We're going to get, come back to that a little bit later. But first of all, I want to, uh, although we're going to be focusing primarily at the end of my message this morning on uh, hope and expectation, uh, I want to just let's take a little bit of a look back at, at, at the past 17 weeks. Can you believe it's 17 weeks? When Pastor Rich mentioned that in the first meeting this morning. I thought, boy, was it that long? <laughs> um, uh, but as I mentioned uh, to, to the folks that, uh, then, I'm digressing a little bit, but okay, um, my wife is happy. I've, I've completed all the jobs I've been promising to do for a long time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's, let's look back a little bit. Now, the fact is, okay, uh, I'm sure you're aware of the fact that um, uh, the, 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 the circumstances that we've gone through have produced in many fear. It's produced confusion and maybe uh, anxiety and apprehension. And maybe some of you here this morning have uh, experienced moments like that. But unfortunately, that's uh, in our humanity, that, that is where we sometimes fall back to uh, more readily than to, to look to God. It's always tempting to focus on the negative aspects and experiences we've gone through. The reality is most of it is often related to the material aspects of life. Uh, and, you know, as we go through, we say, well, you know, uh, I wanted this, but I couldn't get it because of, or I wanted to do this, but I couldn't do it because of these circumstances. And, and, and negative thoughts can so easily overtake uh, us in circumstances like the ones we've gone through. And, um, uh, and I'm sure that, uh, that as there are many of us here this morning, uh, there are many of our experiences during this trying time have been just as varied. But my hope this morning is that as you've come to the house of the Lord this morning, my hope is and my trust is that you're free from that mindset. Amen? I pray that you are glad to be back in the house of the Lord and with one another. I know I am. <laughs> I trust you are too. Amen? Um, and so uh, if, if you still you know, have that, uh, some 
sort of anxiety over, the, over what we're going through. Uh, I trust that uh, uh, as you come to the, this place to, uh, this morning, uh, that uh, through the word of God, you're going to be equipped uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ to, to uh, find the strength to face whatever we're going through. Having said that, okay, looking back, um, and you may think, well, maybe, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't have felt like this or shouldn't have felt like that. Well, the, the fact is, this morning, there was nothing wrong for any believer to ask, where is God in all this? Some people say, well, we need to do that is a lack of faith. No, I, I don't think it's a lack of faith. I think it's, it's even natural for a Christian. Now, as Christians, okay, Christians' first priority should, be, in life, in all circumstances, should always be committed to the will and purposes of God. And so if we're going through whatever we're going through, and if we are committed to the will and purposes of God, it's appropriate to ask and to seek to know from God what we should be experiencing, okay? And whatever we may go through, we, may, we must always be seeking the will and the purposes of God, whether it's good times or bad times. In my, one of my recent messages, okay, I mentioned the fact that although it's appropriate to do that, we have to be careful that in doing it, uh, it's important that we must be careful to listen to God and not to man. Um, and, uh, you know, sort of... Uh, one of the reasons why that is important is uh, in, in Isaiah chapter 55 and 8 and 9, and that, this is not going to come up on the screen, it says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. This is God speaking, okay? My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That's why we have to be careful that as we're going through difficult times, we're asking God, what, what are you doing? Okay, we need to remember that we cannot judge those circumstances. We cannot uh, make conclusions about those circumstances from a human perspective, from the values of this world. We must always do it based on God's values. God's values, because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are far beyond anything we could imagine. See, we can avoid many of the negative feelings when in the midst of the storm, when in the midst of the storm, our focus is on the spiritual and our walk with the Lord. In the midst of the storm, that should be where our focus should be, on, our, on the spiritual and our walk with the Lord, not on the wind and the, sto and the storm. Val shared uh, in, a, in a message a few weeks ago about the fact about when Peter stepped out of that water, when, he, when his initial stepping out was based on who, the word of Jesus and the command of Jesus, but it didn't take long for him to get afraid because of the storm. And so in the midst of the storm, we need to know what God is saying to us. And it's, it is a fact that it, it this is a sort of, you know, a dichotomy sometimes uh, in our Christian life, but it says it is a fact that it is in difficult and trying times 
It is in difficult and trying times that we often grow more in our faith. People grow through difficult times in our faith more than when we go through good times. In fact, good times can sometimes lead us to the place where we feel we don't need God. But in difficult times, we, we come face to face to the fact that we need something or someone bigger than ourselves. In and it means we turn to God. So let's look at some scriptures. Okay. All right. I'll start up here. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they can help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Now, I don't think many people start off rejoicing when they face problems and difficulties. But that's what, the, that's what the scripture says. This is what Paul is saying. We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. Wow. <laughs> uh, that, that, uh, I, I find that a little bit difficult to accept maybe. Amen? But praise God. He says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. We have a, a hope this morning. We are the children of God. In the scripture that we read at the beginning, it says, Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord will return. That's one of the, no matter what we may be going through, no matter what we may be facing this morning, the fact is we can rejoice in the fact that we are the redeemed of the Lord. Amen? And that brings us into a place, and that brings into our lives, okay, uh, things that, that will help us overcome Okay, the circumstances, what we go through. No matter what we go through, God is always there for us. Do you believe that this morning? No matter what we may go through, God is always there for us. And so we're going to look at some scriptures, okay, uh, which we can keep in mind, either to help us continue through what we're going through or to overcome maybe uh, things in the future. Okay, so let's look. Um, Interesting scripture. I got, I got to clarify what this means. But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you look for him with all your heart and with all your soul. Now, this comes from uh, a, a, a context where uh, Moses was speaking to the children of Israel about what they could expect from God if they... Uh, um, turned away from God. If they, and, and in the previous verses to so this verse, it says, you know, if you turn away from God, if you, if you began, begin to be disobedient to the ways of God, you're going to land up in a pretty bad place. You're going to be, God is going to turn away from you. If you turn away from him, he will turn away from you for a moment. And so that is the context, that is the background. But then he says, but if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you look for him. Amen? If in a place 
where you're far from God, where God seemed to have abandoned you, if from that place you seek the Lord, you will find him if you look with him with all your heart and with all your soul. Amen? Amen. We may have been in a bad place over the last 17 weeks, and we may yet be in bad places, go down through the future, but I want to tell you, if you will seek the Lord at that time, he, you will find him. If you will seek for him with all of your heart. What a wonderful encouragement that is. Amen? Praise God. Jesus said, I have said all these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Amen? What Jesus is saying, no matter what is in the world, no matter what difficult times you will experience in the world, no matter what trials you may go through, I have come that in that in those times you will know my peace and the hope that you can have in me. Amen? Hallelujah. And then that scripture then, uh, if we can just move on. Romans chapter 8, as I was mentioning to the folk earlier on, this is my, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It starts off with, uh, anybody want to tell me what the first verse says? Okay. It starts off, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Praise God. And then further on it goes and it says, can anything ever separate us from God's love? Does it mean... He no longer loves us. If we have trouble or calamity or persecute, are persecuted or hungry and destitute or in danger or threatened with death. Amen. Praise God. Um, you know, maybe some people, as we've faced the difficulties in the, in the past 17 weeks, um, maybe people are saying, well, has God abandoned me? Has God left me? Are we on our own? Does it mean that he no longer loves me because I'm suffering this? No, the word of God tells us, amen? It, it doesn't mean because God loves us, amen? amen? God is always, God's love never diminishes no matter what we circumstances we may be going through. We've just sang about that. It, we, sang, we sang about that in the song about being uh, the, the foundation, our lives being built on the foundation of God's love and God's grace in our lives. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so in Romans 12, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Amen. Amen. Bless God for that this morning. Amen. And so as you look back today, I trust you're asking yourself, have I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, grown and become stronger in my relationship with the Lord? Can you say that this morning? Very quiet group. God wanted, in the past 17 weeks, God wanted you and me to grow stronger in our faith. Amen? God wanted you and me to grow stronger in our faith, to seek him and to know him. Have, we, have you grown stronger in your prayer life? Have you grown stronger in, the, in reading the word? Has your trust and your confidence in the Lord grown stronger? Has your testimony and your witness 
uh, through the, these circumstances? Has that grown stronger through the difficult experiences that we've gone through? Because that is, that is really what our focus should have been. Not on what is happening and circumstances, not on the politics, not on all the other things that are going on around about us. Okay. Um, and so, you know, um, I'm not going to get into it, but uh, in one of my messages recently, I talked about the fact of what Jesus told the disciples in Acts chapter 1 when they, they wanted to know what the, when was he going to restore the kingdom to, to Israel? And basically, their minds were on politics. But Jesus says, it's not, that's not for you to know. That's not your business. That's God's business. He has set a time and it will happen when it will happen. And he says, but your responsibility, your calling today is just to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah, to be filled with the Spirit. And so let's move on, okay, uh, to, to what I wanted to start off with this morning. Isaiah 51 and verse 11. And the ransomed, depending on what, translation you use, or the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall, <coughs> sorry, they shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. What a beautiful picture. It's a picture of what it meant for the children of Israel to return from exile to the place where God had ordained for them to worship. It was wonderful to be freed from captivity and all the hardships that go with that. But it was wonderful to be returning to Zion. It was important to understand what Zion means. Okay. Uh, in the scripture that Pastor Rich uh, referred to at the beginning, he talked about them returning to Jerusalem. Okay, and uh, Zion is in Jerusalem. It is not Jerusalem, it is in Jerusalem. Zion was the place that God had ordained for worship. Yeah. Zion was the place where God had ordained his presence would dwell in the holy place. And so the, the, their rejoicing was not just that they were coming back home, as it were, to, to a, 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 a physical place, but their rejoicing was, the, was in the fact that they were coming back to the place where they could meet with God, where they could meet with God. And um, this morning, our return to fellowship may not be from such dire circumstances, but nevertheless... Nevertheless, we have faced trying and dif difficult times, but I believe this morning that as for the children of Israel, we have reason to be glad and to rejoice. Amen? Hallelujah. Despite what we've gone through, we are the redeemed of the Lord. And that of itself is sufficient to cause us to sing. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I trust this morning that that is how you feel. I trust that's how you feel. It says, everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're in Zion. They shall obtain gladness and joy. Uh, you know, um, church should be a place when you leave here, 
When you leave the house of God, you should be filled with gladness and with joy. Amen. Amen. And, and this is a challenge to us as leadership. Okay, what, 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 envir what, what environment are we, are, are we developing? What environment are we, we creating for, for God's people when they come into, into the house of God? This should be a place when you go from, your, your heart should be full of joy. It should be glad. I was, and, and you know, the Psalmist David says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. What, what, what a, difference, a different attitude that is. You know, many people get up on a Sunday morning and say, do I have to go to church? Oh, you know, I've been working all week. Maybe I should have to lie in this morning. But, but David says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go up to the house of the Lord. Amen? Why? Because it's a place of joy. It's a place of happiness. It's a place of gladness. And sorrow and sighing shall flee away. You know, we come into the house of God, okay, we sometimes bring, you know, difficulties with us. The issues of life have, have been pressing against us, okay, uh, and, and we come into the house of God, but it's a place where we can come and we can have those burdens lifted. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I, wa I want to emphasize the importance of the house of God. I want to emphasize the, the importance of fellowship and coming together. See, so much of Paul's epistles are focused on the, the, the functioning of, the fellow, of fellowship and the, uh, and, and the meetings of, of the body of Christ. Why? Because it's the place where God has purpose for the ministry of the Holy Spirit to help us grow and to mature in Christ. In the book of Hebrews, we, we're, we're told, we're exhorted not to, not to neglect our gathering together. Not to neglect our gathering together. Gathering together is important. It's God's way. Uh, uh, it's God's appointed way for us to, to minister to one another and to build us one another. We can get into the, 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 Paul's uh, epistle to the Corinthians where he talks about uh, churches where the body of Christ meets where the body of Christ meets and where every part of the body ministers to one another and helps one another. And, and you know, when Hebrews tells us that we should not neglect it, okay, if you hear someone saying today, well, I don't think we need church, we don't need this, I want to tell you, Hebrews tells us that neglecting the house and fellowship of worship is a sign of the last days is a sign of the last days. So fellowship is important. And so I, uh, with the significance that the New Testament speaks about the church, I think it's important that we put it into practice. Amen? Hallelujah. So much we could talk more about that. But let's get on about these two subjects, the subject of hope and the, the subject of expectation. Okay? All right. Okay. Now, the Bible has much to say about hope. In fact, if you, did, if you have, like I do, a, a program that you can put the word hope in and you can find every scripture that mentions hope, uh, depending on what 
translation, the English translation you use, hope is mentioned between 300 and 400 times in the Bible. So it's, that's pretty significant, isn't it? Okay, now it's, it's talking about false hope and it's talking about r true hope, okay? But uh, it's very much about uh, hope. Now hope is very often connected to trust and to faith, okay? Uh, in fact, a significant aspect of the gospel message is its emphasis on hope, okay? Okay, and there's a big difference between hope and wishful thinking. A lot of people you know, say, well, I hope oh, this will happen, I hope that will happen, okay? And really, they use the word hope, and, it, and it's nothing more than wishful thinking. But uh, when the Bible talks about hope, it's not talking about wishful thinking, it's talking about something that's concrete, something that's, uh, you know, uh, you can hold on to. Now, uh, let me say this to you this morning. Our attitude about the future, our attitude of the future has a profound effect on who we are and what we do. Our attitude about the future. Who or what we put our trust in for the future will determine how we live will determine how we live, okay? And here we're going to look at some scriptures, okay, together. Book of Job, such are the paths of all who forget God. The hope of the godless shall perish. What are you putting your faith in this morning? What is your hope in this morning? Is it in God or is it in man? Is it in the ways of God or is it in the ways of this world? Okay. If your hope is in the ways of this world, the hope of the godless shall perish. There's a way that seems right unto man, but the ways thereof are death. That's what the word of God tells us. But having hope will give you courage. You will be protected and will rest in safety. Okay, that's the contrast. He's talking about what hope is he talking about here? It's hope in God. Trust in God. When you put your hope, when you put your trust, when you put your confidence in God, you will be protected and you will rest in safety. Let's move on. Psalm 42 says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation. Amen. So the psalmist is saying, Rise above your circumstances. Rise above what you can see. Rise above your sense of limitation in what you're going through and put your hope and your trust in God for he is greater than all that you may be facing. No matter what you may be facing, God is greater, amen? Hallelujah. For he is the God of the impossible. Praise is wonderful. Our hope is, is in God. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. That's David's testimony. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Amen? The word of God is eternal. The word of God can never fail. Amen? And we put our hope in 
the word of God. We, put, uh, we don't put our hope in the, in the words of man or, or the declarations of man. We put our hope in the word of God, in the declaration of God. Uh, amen? Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. That's, that's the words of Jesus, isn't it? Believe in me. And his name will be the hope of the whole world. Thank God for the name of Jesus. Amen? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the word of God tells us, doesn't it? It reminds us that <clears throat> there's going to come a time when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise his wonderful name. Wow, I've lost my... Where am I by? <laughs> okay. Let's look at some of the scriptures. What a wonderful prayer. How many would want, want someone to pray this prayer over you? I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Wow! Stop and think about that verse for a moment. The hope, confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Who is he talking about? Who is the apostle talking about? When he says, the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Who's he talking about? He's talking about you and me. He's talking about you and me. Wow. Praise his wonderful name. Thank God for that hope that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on, the apostle says to them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Praise God. How many can say, I know, I know that Christ is in me this morning. Amen? Do you believe that Christ is in you this morning? Amen. Well, I want to tell you that Christ in you is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. We're going to go on here. I got, I got to admit, I ran out of time this morning. I wasn't talking to a camera. I wasn't distracted. <laughs> and I'm running out of time this, right now. But then Romans chapter 15, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, praise God for hope this morning. Amen? Praise God for hope this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to leave the subject of hope there, and we're going to talk about expectation. Hallelujah. Just move on a little bit. Just past there. Okay. okay. Expectations. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. 
see I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up, you do not perceive it. I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Amen. Amen. I know God spoke to me a few weeks ago, um, and part of what I'm sharing now, I've already shared a couple of weeks ago. Um, and uh, I'm, I, as we coming back together to fellowship together, I, I'm truly excited about the potential of something fresh and new from God. Amen? I, I trust you, you are too. God wants to do a fresh thing amongst us. God wants to do new things amongst us. And I'm convinced that God is seeking to prepare us for a move of the Holy Spirit among us. And I, I pray that as I share that with you, that it will uh, create in you that same expectation. Okay. An expectation that we will experience a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. An expectation that we'll see a release of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, that as those things are uh, manifest amongst us, that it will be a manifestation of the power and the glory of God. In one of my recent messages, I, I mentioned about the account of Jesus coming back from that 40 days uh, in the desert. And it says, and, he, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. I'm believing that as we come back together and as we've been waiting upon the Lord, as we've been seeking the Lord during this difficult time, we're going to come back into the house of God full of the Holy Spirit and of power. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, that, 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 that really excites me, what, what, what God wants to do amongst us. I'm praying that when we get back together, our testimony will be that, that we have returned to the church full of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I want to say, what are my expectations? Go to the next. My expectation for Transformation Church as we go on from here, is that we will be a place where, just like it was said of Jesus, the gospel is preached to the poor. The brokenhearted are healed. Captives are set free. The blind recover their sight. The oppressed are set at liberty. See, that is what it says regarding Jesus after he came back from that 40-day desert experience. Jesus says, he has anointed me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives at liberty, to, <coughs> that the blind would recover their sight and the oppressed set free. That's what Jesus was called to accomplish when he came back from the time he spent in the desert. He, it was a time of testing even. It was a time of trial. But when he came back, he came back to fulfill the calling of God for him on this earth. And I believe that God wants us at Transformation Church to be an expression exactly of what Jesus was upon the earth when he walked amongst us. Amen? Hallelujah. I, I, that's a, maybe that, you say that, that, that's, a big, that's a big challenge. That's a, uh, uh, and there's a lot to expect. But I believe God wants to anoint it. Anoint and empower each and every one of us who is part of this church to become part of 
ministering this to one another and to the world around and about us. Amen? Hallelujah. Not just me, the pastor, not just Pastor Richard, the pastor, not just the elders, not or, or ministry is, but everyone in this church. And I'm praying that this is going to be our experience, that everyone in this church becomes anointed for ministry. Becomes anointed for ministry. And anyone else who is listening to this message right now, God wants to anoint us if we will just but yield our lives to him. And we sang in one of the songs earlier on, we live for him. It's about living for him. Are you committed this morning to living for him? If you are, God wants to anoint you, that you will become not, that not just the, the leaders of this church, but everyone in the church, everyone who is part of this fellowship will become a minister of the gospel, even ministering in, the, in this way. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a potential. What a potential. Hallelujah. What a potential. God is calling every one of us to step out in faith. Are you ready to step out in faith this morning? Let's stand together. Are you ready to step out in faith? Are you ready to allow the Holy Spirit to use you this morning? Are you prepared for a fresh move of God? I'm convinced that God's will for us at Transformation Church is that we will not be the same when we get back together. Amen? Hallelujah. The verse that we put up at the beginning was, he says, forgetting the former things, do not dwell on the past. <clears throat> I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. You know, um, no matter, I, you know, I believe that God has blessed us as a church in the past. Okay, but I want to tell you, God has something new for us. We're not, we don't want to just rely on the pa our past experiences. God is a God of today. God is a God of today, not of yesterday. Amen? Today represents new needs. And God wants to meet today's needs, not yesterday's needs. And he wants to come by his Holy Spirit and he wants to move amongst us. And, and are we ready for God to move in new ways? Are we ready for God to move in fresh ways? I believe if we would just open up our, our hearts and open up our minds to receive from God, we're going to be surprised by what God is going to do amongst us. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Hallelujah. The potential of the infinite possibilities in God's purposes for his people. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's just pray and commit to our lives to the Lord from today on. Pray with me. Pray with me that we're going to see a fresh move of the Spirit of God amongst us.
In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you that we have hope. We thank you, Father, for the fact that we have one who has gone before us, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the forerunner of each and every one of us so that we may live by faith and overcome in all circumstances. Help us, Father, to keep our eyes upon you in the midst of the storm. Father, we, we are believing, Father, that you are going to do fresh things amongst us. You're going to move in new ways amongst us by the power of your Holy Spirit. And we're going to see many, many souls come to know you as Lord and Savior. And Father, we're going to see the miraculous taking place amongst us. So Father, we commit all these things into your hands. It's, we are reminded from your word that it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Pour out of your Holy Spirit upon us, I pray. And Father, reveal your glory in the midst of the church. We ask it in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Amen. Well, the Lord bless you. And thank you for coming and making the effort. We're so happy to be with you and to have you amongst us again. And God willing, it won't be long where we'll have all the church together. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you.